This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Leafs rolling tonight. Eight minutes into the third, they lead the Golden Knights 4-0. Matthews has two. He's up to three on the season. The Canadians trying to get their third win of the season. Early in the third, they lead the Red Wings 2-zip. About halfway through the third, still no score. Coyotes and Flyers. Minis up 3-1 on Ottawa early in the second. Also early in the second, Jets leading the Stars 2-1. And the Flames and the Predators about to get started. Flames have won six straight. The Predators will play in Calgary, then head up the highway to take on the Oilers tomorrow night. That is going to be a 6.30 puck drop. 6.30 for the Friesen Brothers puck drop at Rogers Place. The face-off show will start at 5. The Oil Kings just getting underway as they have a home game tonight. Rogers Place coming up, uh, well, they just underway, like I said, against Lethbridge. And baseball tonight, it is the top of the third. Braves trying to win the World Series tonight in Game 6 with a 3-0 lead on the Houston Astros. That's what we have going on on the scoreboard. Reed Wilkins with you. Kellen Kennedy back at the 630 Chet Broadcasting Compound. Kellen Mack, T, off and running. That was a blast. It's great to have him as part of the inside sports uh, culture, if you will. It's it's awesome. He's such a great mind for hockey. It's, I can listen to him talk all day. Do we say is a member of the inside sports stable? Sure. I, we, we, we do have the 630 Chet Animal Sanctuary where you get the animals <laughs> for uh, for name the animal. So is Mac T in that stable? I guess he is. I guess he is now. Yeah. <laughs> we got him in that stable. Yeah, we're going to have we're going to have a lot of fun with Mac. He's going to be on probably uh, every second week or, or or so. We may have him on a little bit more often as things uh, roll along here mm-hmm. courtesy uh, Avalon Foundation Repair. But I mean, what a what a career in in hockey. He's doing also stuff with Sportsnet now. Obviously, played for the Oilers, assistant coach with the Oilers, uh, head coach of the Oilers, GM of the Oilers, coached in Europe. Still, one of my all time favorite lines ever on Inside Sports. I think it was three years ago. Uh, Mac T started that season coaching in the KHL, and he got fired eight games into the year. Eight games. It's like you know, he's fired by the KHL team, and I said in the interview, "How do you? How can you possibly get fired eight games into the season?" And he said, "Well, because I didn't get fired during the exhibition season." <laughs> so I guess good point. He sort of figured it was bound to happen, just uh, just a matter of when. But uh, we're going to have a blast with him, just like we always have a blast with this guy. Presented by Sentinel Storage, shop Canadian, store Canadian, try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now an analyst with the NHL on Rogers. It is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you, Reed? I'm doing very well. It's nice to have you on the show. It's exciting times here for the Oilers and the Flames, and it's it's really become Kevin Lowe week here in Edmonton. I know the number of retirement is on Friday, but talking to a lot of yep. people about Kevin this week and telling a, a lot of stories, and I guess your first experience with Kevin Lowe would have been as a guy trying to score on you or stop your teammates from scoring on his net. 
Yeah, so going back to, uh, for me, it was 83 when I joined the uh, Islanders. And so playing against that uh, incredible Oilers team, and uh, my first year that I made it to full-time, we ended up losing to the Oilers in the final. So that was uh, uh, my first real look at the Oilers and that incredible team that they had built. And Glenn Sather uh, masterminded the whole thing. And I remember thinking a lot about Gretzky and Curry and Anderson and Mastier and, uh, you know, the offensive guys that they had. But slowly they were building a powerhouse on the back end, right? So I think it started with all the young talent like Kevin Lowe and uh, Charlie Huddy, Paul Coffey. But I think of also the importance of guys like Lee Fogelin and Randy Gregg and how a guy like Kevin Lowe was able to really see how these veterans, especially uh, Lee Fogelin, played every night. And, and that's what Kevin Lowe became. I remember uh, playing against. Now, we only played them when I was with the Islanders because we were in the Patrick there in the Smythe. Uh, we only played them three times a year. So I didn't get a chance to really focus in on Kevin's game. But uh, when I was traded to Los Angeles and then we played the Oilers eight times a year, you really got an appreciation for what he could do. So Paul Coffey got all the attention, uh, even Charlie Huddy, because Huddy scored 20 some goals uh, at least once or or more, I know that. And so Kevin did all the uh, really heavy lifting and it was just a real experience to get to watch him play. I, I remember also the temperature of every game rose because of Kevin, uh, his intensity, right? So my, some of my memories for me, Reed, would be oftentimes in those uh, in that era with the high scoring, there could be lopsided games, right? And one of the things the Oilers were famous for, uh, and this is a, a a really good thing, this is a positive, this is a quality even coming from the opposition. If, in fact, we were on the way to a route, we knew the last 10 minutes were going to be ugly, ugly, ugly. They were just fight after fight and guys like Kevin were right in the mix of it. I remember one game read we were, I can't remember. I would believe we we're probably playing at home at the great Western forum. And uh, we had run up the score and I can't remember if it was Grant Fuhr or Bill Ranford was their goalie. And one of our guys took a pretty good run at him. And, you know, back then, you know how, uh, you would think I'm now thinking, Oh no, one of the Oilers are going to take a run at me here. And, uh, lo and behold is Kevin Lowe. And, uh, he pitchforked me really good. I gotta say in the third period, I expected it, but also my, my respect for him really grew because I, he was willing to do anything. And at that point, I think even Kevin and I knew each other a little bit and, but it was all about the victory and sending messages. And so those are some of the things that stand out for me, just how I don't think he ever really got the credit for the talent that he had and, and what he brought to the organization. Well, and it's interesting you mentioned Coffee and Huddy, and I had Andy Moog on the face-off show last night, and he said, don't forget, Kevin got six assists in a game once. So I mean, oh, okay. he, he could do some other stuff uh, at, at, right. at the offensive end. But and, very- and you know what? That was And that was a great thing, like... Kevin did things really in a simple way in terms of moving the puck, right? Like, what do you always tell defensemen? 
make a an early pass and make that a good one. And that's what he did, right? Like he didn't have to do anything spectacular. He didn't rush the puck like Paul Coffey and he didn't have the bomb of a shot like Charlie Huddy, but that first pass was usually a crisp one. Uh, he usually uh, made it early. And so he made it easy on himself. So that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I did forget that he had six assists in a game, which is quite remarkable, but I'm sure they probably won that game 14 to two or something. You know, how good, how good they were back then. Uh, you know, and Moog also gave Loa a lot of credit for building the camaraderie on the Oilers in the early 80s. I mean, we look back and we say to ourselves, well, of course they were great. But I mean, heck, in 80, 81, 82, you didn't know, right? I, I mean, yeah. it, 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 I mean, sure, five and seven, you look back, oh yeah, but I mean, you didn't know that was that was going to happen. And I thought that was interesting. And I, I don't, I mean, obviously... Gretzky and those guys got a lot of headlines and now McDavid and Dreisaitl get a lot of headlines and those players around the league. But I feel like there's sort of those, uh, like they still have to be able to play. I, I, I know I, sometimes I laugh when people say, well, he's good in the room. And I always say, well, is he, is he good on the ice. Right. But, but, but I mean, there are those, there are those sort of glue guys too. Right. Yeah. That's the old Scotty Bowman line. <laughs> That's great. He's good in the room, but I need him to be good on the yeah. ice. But, but, but you can be both. And that's uh, even like, uh, I, I'm glad we're talking about this because I was thinking about Kevin today in our chat and I was like, you know, what really stands out to me? You know, I, I talked about a few stories and situations that I went through on the ice uh, against Kevin, but I got to know him a little bit uh, when we both retired. And one of the things that really struck me, well, a few things, every single time I'd see him off the ice, uh, you know, we're doing our respective jobs. He's working the Oilers. I'm working hockey night. And, and he was really, he looked actually really happy to see me every time he had this really genuine smile and uh, when he was a manager with the Oilers and a lot of people a lot of Oilers fans especially would know this uh, Kevin uh, would include me in a lot of uh, social events that the Oilers had that might have been private like uh, you know two three hundred people at an interview session or a panel or these sort of uh, celebrations that the Oilers would have and oftentimes I'd host it or I'd be a part of a panel or I'd interview people or just these sorts of things and it always made me feel pretty special because listen I was never an Edmonton Oiler and now there's a connection that I grew up in Edmonton but uh, it, it always made me feel really good and I got to know a lot of those guys that had played during those uh, times uh, with the Oilers when I played against them so often. And it was really great to have that sort of in so that I got to meet and get to really know some of those guys that I had. Guys like Dave Semenko and, and others that uh, I became quite good friends with. And uh, so I really cherish Kevin for uh, helping me or bringing me into that little mix uh, in a small way. Yeah, that's a great story for sure. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Of course, uh, Flames taking on Nashville tonight. Nashville is here tomorrow to play the Oilers. How about this? Uh, I mean, you mentioned the Smythe division. Feels like the Smythe division with Calgary and Edmonton uh, going back and forth with the top two spots over the last week or so. And uh, special teams, I mean, huge for both clubs so far. Absolutely. And, you know, I just go back to uh, my time with uh, the New York Islanders and all the success. And and basically, Al Arbor uh, wanted, you know, play it even five on five. Of course, he wanted uh, 
beat them in that category as well. But he was he always stressed, if we can just stay even with everybody and beat them in the special teams department, we have a good chance of winning. And uh, when you win four consecutive Stanley Cups and go to the fifth and lose, I think that's a pretty good formula. Yeah. No kidding. No, that, that'll work. That'll work. Right? That, yeah. That, that Oilers power play, though, one thing, you know, Brownie and I have been talking about, I asked Tip about it on the weekend, as skilled as they are, so much starts with the puck retrieval and the doggedness on the puck. Like, they're always getting it back when they don't have it. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think it was... Uh, uh, Jason Strudwick last night talking about Yamamoto and, uh, you know, his struggles last uh, or in the early part of the season, at least putting up numbers. But what he does on the forecheck and the small things to help retrieve the puck back uh, in the offensive zone, I thought that was a good pickup by uh, Jason. And, and then, you know, you just think of if you're not scoring, you've got to do little things. And what are those little things? Well, you've got to be good on the forecheck. You've got to uh, make sure you're good along the wall. You got to get pucks out and all those little things. And uh, so to me, when you do those little things, but puck retrieval, you know, read that has always been the thing, right? You know, for the game's been played for a hundred years or more. And that's always been one of the key things. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kelly, have a good game tonight. Of course, we'll do this again next week. Thanks for your perspective of Kevin Lowe. Fun week to celebrate his career. The number's going up on Friday. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. You got it. Thanks, Reed. By the way, I'm in an especially good mood. Our little grandson, our uh, oldest grandson, Mavericks, coming to his first Flames game tonight. So oh. he's going to have a great time. Is he wearing a jersey? <laughs> he is. And uh, I'm going to take the liberty because of my position as an on-air guy to try and get him on camera at some point. So with his dad, and that's going to be a special moment for the two of them. Well, that sounds awesome, Kelly. Enjoy that. Enjoy the contest tonight. Flames taken on the Predators. That is uh, Kelly Rudy, powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Good perspective from the opponent's net on what it was like going up against Kevin Lowe. All right, uh, got to call a quick timeout. You'll hear uh, what uh, another Hall of Famer has to say about Mr. Lowe when we get back. Ladies and gentlemen, is an excellent guitar riff. Oilers seven and one out of the gate. Nashville tomorrow, and then the Kevin Lowe Jersey retirement game coming up on Friday. Again, the doors are going to open at 4:44, and the ceremony will start at 5:45. We will have it all for you on 6:30. Chad Faceoff show is going to be at five. We got the full ceremony, and then the game starts at 7.30. You're going to be hearing a lot about Kevin Lowe this week. Uh, we had Craig McTavish on Inside Sports about uh, 40 minutes ago talking about Kevin Lowe. Uh, Kelly Rudy shared some memories a few minutes ago. Paul Coffey was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer talking about Lowe's presence on those dynasty teams. For a guy like Kevin, it was always, it was always he'd be like a Zach Hyman. He'd just always be good. Always be consistent. The bigger the game, the better he was. His defense partner deserves a lot of credit, Foggy, because Foggy's preparation, Lee Foggy's preparation was as good as anybody I've ever played with. And that be, uh, that became contagious for the rest of us on the blue line. And uh, 
But Kev was Kev just came to play. I think that I think that the most important thing for him, I don't think they know, was to win. Somewhat like Grant Fear. I mean, if you look at Jersey's so-called stats, as they call it, today's world as goals gets, Jersey didn't care about anything but winning. But it was time to stop the door. He did it, and, and Kevin was the same way. He didn't care about points. He cared about winning championships, and he was a huge, huge part of the history of the game, especially those teams at Edmonton. Coffee also said this about the low Fogelin D pair. Just work boots on, came to play hockey every single day. Uh, Gavin enjoyed the game on and off the ice, which made him very special. He kept uh, he kept the team together on all fronts, and, and, and the two of them were just uh, incredible together. And like you said, they didn't we didn't have top pairings, second pairings, played against offensive lines. I mean, that was the beauty of our team. Everybody played against anybody, but you pretty much knew when something needed to be protected, to be protected, he was going to be on the ice. Paul Coff. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Be on earlier today, Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. I can also let you know this is pretty significant. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky will join Bob Stoffer tomorrow on Oilers Now. That I believe he's coming on uh, just after the start of the show just after the start of the show, probably about uh, 12, 10. Just, I mean, you should listen to Bob's show every day, no matter what. But uh, Gretzky will be on. Uh, Kevin Lowe is going to be on the morning show tomorrow and also on the uh, face-off show with me tomorrow at 5.35. So you'll be hearing with the man of the hour, or as uh, Dave Campbell put it, the man of the week on 6.30, Chad, as we get you ready for that big game coming up on Friday. Pretty cool stuff. The uh, Flames are underway. No score against the Predators almost halfway through the first period and the Oil Kings. My goodness, what a start by the Oil Kings. Halfway through the first period, they already lead Lethbridge 3-0. Middle of the fourth, Braves with a 3-0 lead on the Astros. Braves can win the World Series tonight. I remember when they used to have a chance to do that almost every year in the 90s and early 2000s, though they rarely actually got it done. Back with Dave Campbell, Inside Sports on 630 Chet. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.